Hey, from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out over Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. And I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. How you doing, Darren? I'm okay. I'm all right, you know, uh, apocalypse withstanding. Everything's okay. Yeah, we're we're surviving. Okay, we're both, uh, we are still both quarantining. Uh, we just figured it out before we started recording. Uh, this is our seventh episode that we have recorded at home. So, uh, wow, we're, we're more experienced at doing at home episodes than SNL is right now. Hey, oh, Zingaroo, <laughs> look at you with your jabs. Um, and if we sound a little different, hopefully we sound a little better this week because, uh, we weren't nuts about the sound quality we were getting on, uh, the uh, program we were using to record this. So we're trying out a new program this week. We are trying out Zencaster. Right. So, and uh, so far I'm liking it. Yeah, it's simple. It's, I mean, it sounds like a, we're advertising for them. This sounds like a commercial, but no, no, it is like a lot easier and better this one. So this might, this might yeah. be the gold standard for us here. I, I like it. It's we, we did a little test show yesterday. Frank uh, Hablawi, super producer Frank Hablawi, walked us through the ins and outs of this. And it's pretty simple. It's pretty intuitive. And I'm liking it so far. So, right. Uh, fingers this, crossed this works out. This might be it. If, you, if it sounds better, if it sounds worse, let us know, guys. Uh, you know, we, we do this all for you, the people. Yes. Yes. We are magnanimous that way. Indeed. And... Uh, and, and for this week, we are covering. I mean, we were expecting to cover the the TV mo- movie, the Netflix movie, a, St- a futile and stupid gesture. But then SNL threw a monkey wrench at us again, and on Thursday they announced they were doing another SNL at home episode. Yeah, it shocked us. They they dropped these things with no warning, like a like a Beyonce album, or like when yeah. uh yeah, or it's like when like when U two dropped that album on everybody's iPhone and everybody got yeah. all mad. And, and no one was expecting it. And uh, yeah, and we don't mind having a new episode of SNL, but it just it throws our plans into disarray a little bit when they don't announce it until Thursday. Yeah. And we record this podcast on Sunday, release it on Monday. So <laughs> we, we usually figure out what we're doing at least a week in advance. So it's uh, it's nutty. Yeah, I know. Like we tell people we're going to do a, a certain episode, you know, a few dollars, stupid gesture. And then SNL comes out and puts out a new episode, and now we're made to look the fools. Yeah, they made liars out of us. I know. And, uh, and, oh. and, and we had uh, uh, National Lampoon, the Twitter account, uh, tweet at us about doing the futile and stupid gesture thing. So I know. They're, they're, now they're like, they're going to think we're some uh, two-bit operation who don't know what they're doing, and now we're, we're made to look like goats. We're dopes, but uh, but no, we we tweeted back at them, and we appreciate the interest, and we're we're just putting a pin in that for this this week. So uh, it looks like because SNL announced that they are going to be rerunning the Daniel Craig weekend episode next week on May the second. Uh, so I think we're going to do a stupid, a futile and stupid. I keep wanting to reverse that. Uh, we're going to be doing that movie next week instead. So stay tuned, people. Hmm. But this week, we are going to cover uh, SNL at Home, episode number two, which uh, in the season, it's season 45, episode 17 from April 25th, 2020. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And uh, what an episode it was. 
It was it was an episode. I mean, these these at home episodes, because the sketches are shorter and they're a little more limited in what they can do, uh, they pack a lot more sketches into them. Uh, I just counted them up before we started recording, and there there were nineteen segments in this in this show. Oof, that's a it's a whole lot of funny. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and SNL usually does uh, probably like twelve or thirteen segments in a show. I don't know what the exact count usually is, but it's it's more than usual. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess you know because like with these uh, at home episodes, there's no costume changes and. And the like, so you have some more time to fit in more sketches, and plus, all these sketches seem to go at like you know two minutes, three minutes at the most. Uh, weekend update you know, is, is is longer, but everything else is pretty uh, short. Yeah, yeah. the The sketches are shorter, but uh, a thing I was impressed by, and I, I tweeted about this on on the SNL Nerds uh, Twitter account at SNL Nerd Show. If you want to follow us. Um, this episode was much more technically ambitious than the first SNL at home episode. I thought. Yeah, I think I saw people online talking about that. How they're saying like the uh, like the editing was better. It seemed like they kind of stepped it up, stepped up their production a little bit more on this mm-hmm. one. It felt more like a regular SNL episode and not as you know kind of janky DIY experimental as like the first episode was. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the first at-home episode, they were just kind of putting their toes in the water and seeing what they could do, figuring it out as they went. And in this one, they had a better idea of what the possibilities were. And I feel like maybe some of the the cast members had costumes or wigs sent to them, or maybe they have a bunch of those items on hand. I don't know. But uh, there was a lot more in the way of uh, costuming and, and wigs and not quite makeup, but a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. But yeah, mostly like wigs and uh, suits and what have you. I like to think a lot of them have them at home on hand for in, yeah. a, in case of emergency break glass type of situations. Yeah, in, in case it's like a, a, a Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney type of thing. Like, hey, kids, let's put on a show and save the barn. <laughs> I love your timely references. It's amazing. I know. <laughs> Mickey Rooney? Okay. I am hip with the kids of today. <laughs> the kids of today love Mickey Rooney and Judy Carlin going to sock hops, uh, you know, snuggling up with their best gal. Yeah. You know, listen, you know, listen, you know, listening to uh, the animals or whatever, you know, the, I don't know. The, uh, all right. Uh, this, this, yeah. this is how these falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the animals, they did, they did that song. We got to get out of this place. And that's what everyone's feeling right now. Oh, we're all we're all self-isolated in quarantine, but but let's dive into the show. Let's talk about these specific sketches, shall we? Yeah. Uh, so cold open. It opened with um, Anthony Fauci as played mm-hmm. by a one Brad Pitt. Yes, Bradley Pitt. He's like this young struggling actor, I believe, that they uh, that SNL got out of out of obscurity. Yeah, actually, it's uh, William Brad. Pitt. I think I think I remember reading somewhere that like Brad is actually his middle name. His first name is actually William. Oh, that's cool. That's I right. I wonder if there was a, oh, already a William Pitt with uh, with SAG or something, and he had to go by Brad. Maybe. I'm going to research that when we're done uh, recording. Okay. Also, also another uh, fact that uh, I just looked up: um, Brad Pitt never hosted SNL. 
That's interesting. That's unusual. You would have thought they would have gotten to him by this point. Has he even done a cameo on the show? He did. A, I because like when I first saw when I saw him in the opening sketch, it did occur to me. It's like wow. Like I was surprised to see him on SNL. And then I thought, wait, has he ever hosted? And then I looked it up. Mm-hmm. He did a cameo in '98, but he's never hosted. Interesting. Okay. What yeah, up with that? Wonder, what up with that? I wonder that? why that has uh, never happened. And he, like Brad Pitt, seems to have a really good sense of humor about himself. He's uh, he he in recent years he's played the weatherman on the Jim Jeffrey show on Comedy Central, and apparently he was just such a fan of Jim Jeffries that he did that for scale. Um, wow! Because I, I remember Jim Jeffries on uh, guest starring on some talk show, and he was like, "Yeah, his rates are very reasonable." <laughs> Um, and and he uh i i see uh just doing a search on brad pitt weatherman he uh is also played a weatherman on uh, john krasinski's youtube show that he's been doing the last few weeks wow so yeah brad pitt seems like a good sport and i didn't realize until after snl aired that this was something that uh the real life dr anthony uh, fauci joked about like he was he was asked during a press conference who would you like to have play you on Saturday Night Live? And he answered facetiously, oh, Brad Pitt. So, guys, put put it out there or put it on your vision board. If you say who you want to play you in a, you know, a movie or a TV show, it could come true. I mean, if uh, Lauren Michaels might be listening. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty cool. And it seems like half the reason they did this was for like a meta reason, a sort of a tribute to uh, – to Anthony Fauci because he's like one of our suit our, our few genuine sources of information these days it seems yeah very much so and I'll, uh, SNL I'm putting it out there right now if you want anybody to play you know John or myself in the SNL nerds version of you know whatever you do in Saturday Night Live I would uh, like to have uh, Morse Chestnut play myself thank you interesting choice interesting choice yeah I noticed I was looking at our notifications and uh, my my uh, old college roommate uh, Scott Hume. He said, uh, he, he asked, what did you think of Brad Pitt as Fauci? I thought it was a great nod to his putting out in the world that Pitt should play him, given that who should play each of you on SNL. And, ooh, gosh, I, I don't know who I would want to have play me on, on SNL. Darren, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, to play you? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the a lot of people would say, you know, Richard Mall from Night Court. That's the, that's the easy go-to. But... I don't know. For you, want to dream big, man. Go, like have somebody like um, I don't know, uh, David Bautista or something like that. I, I'm not seeing either one of those, but okay. You know, if that's <laughs> what you're feeling, uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, in in my younger days, I I was I would have dreamed of uh, Josh Charles from uh, from Dead Poet Society and uh, Sports Night. And, oh, uh, probably best known for The Good Wife. Now, I always liked him. Uh, he's he's like my exact age too. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't devote a great deal of thought to who would play in a, in a comedy sketch or on a biopic. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Now they just they'd pick some bald guy and be like, ah, done. <laughs> oh, hey, bald. Hey, Michael Chiklis. All right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because like when you're bald, it's just like yeah, that's your only defining characteristic. <laughs> no hair. I got it. 
Yeah. But uh, but this sketch, it was it was pretty good. It was uh, just Anthony Fauci uh, correcting Trump's various misstatements. And this was kind of unusual in that they used real footage of Trump. Uh, no Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Just I, I mean, I think we're at a point where just real life is enough fodder for comedy. Like there's no line between satire and real life anymore. It's all it's all <laughs> yeah. wacky entertainment. It's I mean, who would have believed the world that we are living in today, even even just a year ago or let alone like three or four years ago? It's it's nuts. It's pretty. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, it's we, we, we live in a weird world, but uh, I think it's important to remember it's it's just going to be a temporary thing. I mean, the world we're going to enter into may be different, but hopefully it will be somewhat resembling normal someday. And uh, at, at the end of this, Brad Pitt, he broke character and took off his wig to, to thank uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci for real. And I thought that was interesting. You don't usually see an SNL uh, sketch and certainly not a cold open end like that. Yeah, no, that was really weird. I like how they, kind of, he, you know, he got very sincere and say, thank you for, you know, your service and thank you for everything you're, you're trying to do to help keep us informed in these uh, insane times, which I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, but it was nice, and you could tell it was it was from the heart. Um, so next, we didn't we didn't have any any sort of host monologue thing like we did with Tom Hanks last time. So they just dove right into sketches after this. Um, next, we had uh, the return of an old favorite. We had what's up with that at home with uh, with Keenan. Re- reviving his his host character from that sketch. Yeah, this surprised me because like I. I, I mean, I well, for, for one thing, it's been a while since I've seen a What Up With That sketch. And mm-hmm. for another thing, just to see a What Up With That sketch at home, like, I didn't, th- I didn't think they would do that. Cause just because, it's, I mean, these What Up With That sketches, they, they seem to work best in a live setting when, like, everybody, the energy is up and everybody can like, really get into it. So, like, I was interested mm-hmm. in seeing how this would play out. Yeah, yeah. And this was interesting also just because, most of the cast members that Keenan did this sketch with back in the day have since left the show and Keenan is, is still with the show. Uh, but we had the grand return of uh, Jason Sudeikis as the running man. And we had Fred Armisen as the saxophonist. Uh, the backup singers singing the theme song were replaced, but uh, they basically just sang the number. So I think, I think that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the guest host they had was uh, Charles Barkley. And mm-hmm. uh, DJ Khaled, and of course, yeah. of course, as always, Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, I really missed not seeing Bill Hader as Lindsey Buckingham for real. Um, that I think I feel like it, it's a vital component of the what what's up with that sketch. Um, I thought it was kind of clever that they did the you know connection lost thing, but I I would have loved to just see him for real. I know it's a silent part and. You know, maybe Bill Hader couldn't do it for whatever reason, but I really missed that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could definitely tell it was just like uh, some footage from an old "What's Up with That" episode. And yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, I mean, what, I mean, what, I mean, what would what's Bill doing right now? Everybody's at home. He can't. He doesn't have a silver wig and a red shirt. He could just throw on. I don't know. Yeah, or or if, if nothing else, like put put some baby powder in your hair and, and create it up that way. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Bill. I I. I I don't know why. Who knows what's going on with Bill Hader? Hope hope he's doing well, but uh, I, I missed him. That's all I wanted to say. 
Yeah. Um, but but this this is a sketch that was much more technically ambitious. There was a lot more editing involved. There's a lot more different angles and effects, and uh, and like Keenan had had his wig and he had like a suit. Um, what's the name of his? What's up with that character? I'm blanking on that right now. Oh shit, I, that's a good question. I don't even. I'll look that up now. But um, but yeah, like but as you said, it was more technically ambitious. There was like a lot of kind of screensavers popping up once they get into the big what's up with that song. There were like cats cats with sparklers and dancing gorillas and bubbles everywhere. It was like, wow, this is this is a quite a bit. DeAndre Cole is is his character's name. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, like I said, we had Sudeikis uh, making his return as the running man and it looked like it looked like it was new footage. Um and Fred Armisen is the saxophonist, but maybe maybe they recycled that. I'm not sure. And uh, Cecily Strong showed up as Quarantina, who was like a singer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was like, hey, we get some Cecily Strong in this, in this episode. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice to see her back because uh, she and Bowen Yang uh, more or less sat out uh, the last episode. I think they were just they were going through some tough times. I saw they posted a. Uh, a, uh, a Zoom chat that they had with each other where they were talking about it. So I think they needed like a little more time. And uh, I don't, did you see the the Vulture piece that Cecily Strong did this week? Oh, yes, I did. I think I retweeted that on our, uh, on our Twitter account, SNL Nerds, yeah. uh, SNL Nerds Show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw it when you retweeted that. And yeah, she, she, her, uh, her cousin had passed away recently. I don't think it was because of uh, coronavirus competition complications but it was it was a piece about mourning her cousin while she's under quarantine which is a tough thing to go through oh man it is yeah that is that is rough so yeah all our all our best to uh to cecily strong and i i hope bowen yang wasn't going through something similar to that but who knows and um but but it was it's it's nice to see like an old favorite come back and it and it'd been so long since they'd done what's up with that uh we'd really had a chance to miss it it looks like the last time they did it before this was in uh 2015 at the on the 40th anniversary special yeah there's just something about the sketch like i mean i know we've talked about it before like how when certain sketches hit the same beats and have the same joke over and over again it can get kind of it can get kind of tiring Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I do not get tired of hearing the same song and the sketch hit the same beats. Like for some reason, whenever I hear this, the song, I smile. Like this, this song gets a, like gets me dancing. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's it's just a fun sketch. I think just because it's so absurd. It's definitely I think my favorite thing that Keenan has ever done on the show. So it was nice to have it back. Cosign. I cosign with that. Yeah. Uh, so next, uh, we had a sketch called Snapchat Filter Reporter, which was, uh, Mikey Day as a reporter in the field trying to place a report, uh, while he's at home under quarantine and, uh, Ego Nwadam as the anchor, uh, who's talking to him. And the, the joke here was he's, he's using his, uh, his daughter's phone and it's got all sorts of goofy filters on and he's not aware of that and doesn't really know how they work. And he's trying to deliver very serious stories while you see this absurd visual. Right. I mean, basically, this is um, kind of a retread of uh, a sketch that was in the Adam Sandler episode mm-hmm. where it was like uh, where a reporter was reporting on some uh, some war activity happening 
overseas and he was like talking to some terrorists and I think the cameraman, he couldn't use his camera, so he used a camera phone, and then they were talking to terrorists, and the terrorists had, like, like you know, IG uh, Snapchat face filters on them. So it was basically, like, a repeat of that. Yeah, didn't didn't they do uh, something like this the last time that uh, Jim Carrey hosted, or am I misremembering? Uh, I know they did it before. I definitely remember the Adam Sandler one, but they might have done okay. it on the Jim Carrey episode, too. Okay, okay. Um yeah, I mean this. This was all right. This was just kind of a quick thing. Uh, I don't think it really overstated its welcome, but it it was fine. It didn't really rise above fine for me, though. Yeah, it's like one of the things. Like once you get the joke, it kind of hits that same joke over and over again. It doesn't really go anywhere with it. Yeah. So yeah, that was okay. Okay, so next we had uh, Pete Davidson uh, doing his. Uh, a music video stuck in the house, which is just basically exactly what it sounds like. It's a music video about him being stuck in the house. Yeah. He's getting tired of, uh, everybody asking, how's he doing? How's he holding up? He's watched all of Ozark and he's just stuck mm-hmm. in the house. Yep. And, and uh, uh, yeah, this, this, I thought it was kind of limited cause it's by necessity shot at home at his mom's place in Staten Island. And, uh, the most surprising thing about this, I think, was we had the Adam Sandler cameo. Yes, absolutely. Like, I, um, like halfway through the song, it gets, it stops being about Pete being stuck in the house, and then it goes to Adam Sandler and him being stuck in the house and with his family. Like, after, like once Adam Sandler got involved, I think the sketch started to pick up a little bit more, just because Adam Sandler's maybe a little bit more adept at doing like uh, comedy songs and whatnot. So, like once he came mm-hmm. in, it was like it became a little bit more fun. And we got to see a uh, another cameo by Rob Schneider in this thing too. Yeah, exactly. And that was it was fun. It's always fun when they they bring in the SNL alums to make a little surprise appearance, especially when it's when they're going through a tough time like this. So it was really cool to see uh, both both Sandler and Schneider lend their support yeah. and uh, add to this. And and it was and it was neat to see like uh, Adam Sandler's family, his his wife and his daughter. We're in there too, and they and they held up like some signs thanking uh, the essential workers at the end. So yeah, like I'm actually after seeing this, I'm pretty confident now that like Pete's working. Pete's going to come out of this quarantine with an album, a comedy album, ready to go because because <laughs> he's this is the third music video he's done, and I'm like, uh, is he going to come up with an album when this is all all said and done? Could be, could be. I could see that happening. Like you know. Quarantine Hits by Pete Davidson. (laughs) You're seeing this as just all musical comedy, I guess? Yeah. I mean, what, Jimmy Fallon came out with an album and Sandler came out with an album? Why not Pete Davidson? This is his foray into comedy music. Sure. Yeah. Why why not? Yeah, I I think he could definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Free idea for you, Pete Davidson. Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, next we had a grocery store ad. This was a Kate and 80 joint. Uh, they were doing an ad for a grocery store store called Bartonton Bartonson's. And, uh, they basically have the dilemma that all the grocery stores have right now, which is there's just such a run on items. They're limited in their supply. And, uh, they talked about how they had a, an abundance of certain obscure products because of the pandemic, like Boy Scout cookies, which are always wet. Yes. Uh, wine from Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and, uh, and, and because a lot of people are ordering their groceries online and having them delivered. Um, and if the, if the grocery store doesn't have something, it, it asks if you want a substitution. So it's like, you wanted toilet paper. Would you want a DVD of Van Helsing? <laughs> Zing! That movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just some some unwarranted shade at Van Helsing. Well, warranted shade, but yeah. uh, out of nowhere, I, su- I suppose. I mean, I didn't see, I didn't. I gotta admit, I didn't see Van Helsing, but I heard enough people saying it was garbage. Like, uh, you know, my my sister, friend of the podcast, she she saw it. She's yeah. like, yeah, that movie was terrible. Yeah, I was warned off on Van Helsing by a few friends of mine, so I have never seen all of Van Helsing either. Okay, so. Yeah. yeah, all I know is it's uh, Hugh Jackman killing monsters, and it was one of Universal's many attempts to make a new franchise out of their Universal horror monsters. Uh, uh, wait, did not go so hot? Uh, did Universal also do that movie Jonah Hex? I never saw it either, but I heard. I remember hearing that was pretty uh, basura. Uh, Jonah Hex is actually based on a DC comic book. Uh, that, that was a Western comic that ran for years and years and years, and. Uh, when in the mid '80s, when the sales start to dip, they 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 transport the character into the future and made him like a Mad Max sort of character, and uh, that didn't quite work, and it was canceled after about a year and a half. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Good to um, know. And I I've not seen the movie with uh, Josh Brolin and uh, uh, Megan Fox, but uh, it looked pretty horrible, and it did not really look like what Jonah Hex ought to be. Yeah, I remember it, it being. It looked not great. Uh, yeah. Wow. We, we really went off on a tangent there. Uh, but yeah, back to, back to the sketch. Yes. Uh, so anyway, enough about Van Helsing and Jonah Hex. Uh-huh. Um, please tune in to our spinoff podcast, <laughs> the Van Helsing Jonah Hex podcast, yeah. which we'll be debuting, uh, any week now on the non-productive network. <laughs> Stay tuned. Click uh, and subscribe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as this uh, sketch goes, uh, I liked it cause it, it was like a lot of of rapid fire quick jokes about the uh all the all the stuff that they have in the store that's left over like a frozen hawaiian pizza mint pringles uh pepto-bismol oreos and there was this yeah. running jet ja- this running gag about there's plenty of the sani left over like just they're just taking shots at the sani water constantly yeah, I, I I didn't quite get that because I've always enjoyed the sani water just fine uh but who knows what's going on there? Yeah, I know. If, uh, for some reason, a lot of people aren't crazy about the Sony. Like, I gotta look into it. But like, I know, like once I once I saw that sketch about how they were constantly ragging on the Sony, I was like, oh, I think that's a thing. People like the is not great. Um, yeah, but I enjoyed this. There was a lot of a fun, uh, absurd, uh, yet really specific products here. And uh, Kate and Andy, they always have fun working together. Uh, I liked at the end. Where we had uh, eighty like trying to put her arm around Kate, but because they're not in the same room at all, mm. it doesn't the, the the footage doesn't quite match up. Uh, that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, I dug this. This is a good sketch. I really, I kind of dug it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, next up we got the big Dominican lunch with Big Poppy. Yeah, it's called uh, Big Poppy Cooking Show on YouTube. All oh, right, and uh, yeah, so it's basically uh, Keenan doing his playing his uh, Big Poppy character, David Ortiz, from the uh, Boston Red Sox. And he's uh, mm-hmm. doing a cooking show where you just kind of cook with stuff, that the, with stuff that's around your house when you don't have uh, Mofongo ready to go 
And um, yeah, it's just basically Keenan cooking and uh, him hamming it up as a uh, big poppy. Yeah, making a big Dominican lunch. He made like a, I think it was like some sort of seven meat soup at, at <laughs> some point. Um, and there was there was like you know half a cup of corn in there. Uh, just a lot of a lot of big massive food. Yeah, and yeah, like at one point he um, he like he put a he taped an iPhone to the ceiling so you could see like what he was cooking inside. And then yeah, I, at one point, no. the iPhone fell off and like into the pot. That was funny. Yeah, and uh, this this was shot very well. And considering it was probably shot by, I mean, it had to be shot by Keenan at home. I don't know if he actually shot it on an iPhone or something, but it was pretty impressive technically. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and also, of, Keenan, go ahead. No, it's a lot of graphics and stuff too. That, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and also Keenan seems to have a very nice kitchen. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty nice. I was like, "Whoa, this is yeah. you got an island and everything." Yeah, uh, Keenan seems to have a very <laughs> lovely home. We saw many different areas and angles of it tonight. So, uh, yeah, it seems seems like Keenan's bought himself a nice place. He's doing pretty well, and uh, yeah. and also we got another cameo here when um, Big Poppy introduces his Puerto Rican cousin, uh, Big Bunny. Who I had to look it up. He's actually a um, he's actually like a rapper singer named Bad Bunny. So we got okay. a, we got a cameo from Bad Bunny. I I yeah I felt like okay this is someone I'm supposed to recognize but I don't I have no idea if this is like a sports person that I'm not aware of or but yeah knowing that it's a, a rapper I was not aware of that makes sense. Yeah, like I I kind of heard the name Bad Bunny. Too. So, like, uh, I, I knew there was, like, some new artist out there named Something Bunny. So, I, I looked it up just to make sure. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's that bad bunny dude. And he did have one kind of joke that I kind of liked where he said, oh, hey, Big Poppy, you're looking good. What's your secret? And he said, oh, I got shot. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Yeah, that's pretty good because that's uh, just out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was this was okay, but. Uh, the the David Ortiz Big Poppy stuff has never really spoken to me just because I'm not a sports person. So I've never I, I have no awareness of David Ortiz outside of the context of SNL. Right. No, um, that, that's fair enough. It's kind of like when Keenan does his uh, LeVar Ball um, character. Like I know I've heard of him, but I don't know him because I'm not into sports like that. But it's like so it yeah. doesn't hit as hard with me as it would with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not really saying, oh, it's bad and we shouldn't do it. I'm just saying it doesn't really work for me because I don't have the context for it. Um, I thought this was a little long. Uh, the the time on YouTube, see, it looks like it was three minutes, 15 seconds. I, I would think I would have been fine with just two minutes. But uh, yeah, like, fine. yeah, it's like one of those again, it's like one of those things where if, uh, you know, it hits the same hits, the same, hits, the, hits the jokes and you kind of it's, you know, it doesn't really it kind of goes somewhere, but you know, it seems it could have been shorter and a little bit more compact and uh, hit a little bit more harder. But either way, I I got a kick out of this. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, next we had Airbnb commercial. This was basically a showcase for uh, Chloe Feynman. Uh, she was playing an Airbnb host, hostess, and the guest. And the premise here was. Uh, she had a guest that was supposed to stay th- for three days, but she was ended up staying a month because of the quarantine. And she's driving, and Chloe is driving Chloe crazy. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, just because it was like she was playing two characters in the same sketch, and 
you know, her Swedish character is this kind of kind of crazy person who dresses in bright rainbow colors. At one point, mm-hmm. she admits, "Oh, I can only pay her with the uh, Swedish black market money." And yes. um, at one point, they have uh, Chloe, the host of the Airbnb, talking to her mom through FaceTime on the laptop, and then Chloe, the guest, was kind of peeking in through the corner. So there was like two Chloes on the screen at the same time. I was like, right. "Wow, this is uh, this this is." I mean, I don't know much about you know technology, but it seems pretty high tech stuff here. Well, I mean, yeah, it's impressive that I'm sure the uh, effects people who put that together were working from their home setups. And uh, yeah, so so that was cool. Uh, a lot of a lot of pixelated nudity in this one, uh, which is which is always good for a laugh. Uh, th- this was fine. It was I, I didn't love it, didn't hate it, uh, but it had some funny moments. All right. So the next sketch is released early. It's a Chris Red joint, and uh, he's basically a guy who got out of jail early because of COVID-19 and he's uh, kind of hitting up all his, his lady friends on a face, face chat, FaceTime chat, the the phone Mm -hmm. thing, you know, trying to look for, trying to get some, uh, some sexual healing, some, uh, some conjugals as they say in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we had, uh, Ego as his, as his girlfriend. And then we had 80 as, and a woman that he'd been exchanging letters with while he was in jail. Uh, and it turns out she has a whole family and kids, and she pretty much made up her whole identity when she was talking to him because she never expected him to get out of prison. Yeah, I think at one point Ego says, like, oh, I thought you got you got like that for like 600 years for like, you know, uh, recording all the episodes, illegally recording all the episodes of The Sopranos box set. <laughs> That's very specific. What a great random reason to go to jail. Uh, you always see those warnings, but you never think it applies to you. That's right. Uh, and then, and finally, we had Cecily as Stacy, who is uh, she's like in a in a hoodie sweatshirt, and she's having a sneezing fit, but she claims it's just allergies. Right, but it's probably uh, not. Probably not. No, she's she's probably dying. She's she's got the uh, she's got the corona. She got the rona. She got the rona. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as sketches go, I thought this was okay. Um, pretty simple premise. Not, not nothing too uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was all right. I think this was about the point in the show where I think the the technical limitations they were operating under uh, started to get to me because. You know, because everybody's in the cast is isolated, you got to do a lot of sketches of people talking over Zoom or talking over FaceTime or or doing a solo thing. And this this was the point in the show where the monotony started to get to me a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. It's so. Yeah, but otherwise it was all right. You know, Chris Red's always an enjoyable performer to watch, and mm-hmm. like you know, he's always he's always good for a, a laugh. Yeah, I thought all the performances were good, um, and and I I liked this sketch. I think I would have liked it more. Uh, pardon the pun in isolation from <laughs> uh, from from the rest of the show. But it's just uh, if you have this many sketches of people like talking over Zoom or FaceTime, it gets it gets a little monotonous. Got yeah, I see what you're saying. They're going to the well maybe one too many times. Yeah, and I mean, and I'm not. I don't know what else they could do because I mean they are operating on under these limitations, so you got to grade them on a curve. But yeah, fair that, enough. That was how I feel. 
Yeah. You know, may, maybe the at-home episodes would work better if they were just an hour. But there, there are probably legal reasons they couldn't do that. Yeah, probably. All right. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah so far, it's, it's so far the show's uh, so far so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, I'm feeling pretty good about the show. Um, that changes with the music. <laughs> I knew you were going to. That's Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, next, we had Miley Cyrus uh, singing a cover of Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here, uh, which uh, this is I this was a first for me. I've never uh, tweeted my opinions about an SNL show while it's airing since we started this podcast, because I like to save whatever opinions I have for the podcast. But I hated this. Yeah, like I saw that on Twitter last night and. Like wow, I was like, whoa! He, you hated this that much that like you just you had to let your feelings be known just right in the moment, the heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah, in the heat, which is a song I would have rather heard. Oh, um. <laughs> oh who wouldn't? I've, I love some Asia. I mean, uh, one, I'm not a Miley Cyrus fan. I don't really like her voice, um, and I don't particularly like the song. Wish you were here from Pink Floyd. I didn't. I never thought it was a particularly good song before all this. And I'm I'm really really sick of all these songs that are trying to tie in with coronavirus and quarantine. You're hearing them in a lot of commercials, and they're trying to be like inspiring or touching or clever with like somebody doing like I think we're alone now or <laughs> or you know I, I'm just I'm just done with that you know. Uh, yeah, no, no, I see what you're saying. Like, you, you want something kind of more maybe upbeat and maybe not reminding you of the uh, weird, bizarre hellscape we're in these right now. Where, I, I mean, exactly. I, exactly. I'm, I'm looking for escape. I'm looking for fun uh, escapist stuff that doesn't remind me of the current situation. I don't, I don't think it's very helpful to be, be to be bemoaning like what is happening. I mean, yeah, you should be conscious of it and all that, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I it didn't work for me, you know, partly because of Miley, partly because of the song, okay. partly because I'm fed up with, with all the, oh, aren't we clever tying in with quarantine and oh, I wish you were here. So you're telling, no. all right, so you're no, it's not clever. I've seen six weeks of that. <laughs> oh man, all right, so you're you're telling me you'd rather her saying party in the USA. That's what I'm getting from this. Um, not really. Honestly, if I didn't have to listen to it for the podcast, I, I would have muted this number. Wow. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I mean, just because she has a very kind of, kind of raspy, nasally kind of voice. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Like she's done stuff. I liked, I think it was like the first time, uh, the last time she was on the show, she sang, um, uh, uh, Merry Christmas War is Over by John Lennon with uh, with uh, with Sean Lennon. And I thought that was really nice. I thought that was a nice number. Okay. All right. But, but yeah, yeah. This did not work for me at all. Uh, but yeah, I can see that. This, uh, I mean, I thought it was okay, but uh, yeah, the, the, the voice, I, I don't, it's weird. Like sometimes her voice sounds one way, sometimes it sounds another. So it's, it's really hard to kind of I guess grade her as a singer, just yeah. but uh, I mean, yeah. Other way, I I thought it was all right, but yeah, I, I'd be okay with uh, maybe having not having her uh, sing that song. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, well, glad glad she didn't do a second number. <laughs> yeah, wow. But it's weird too because like I am looking on Twitter and like a lot of people actually enjoyed it and like really liked it. So it's like wow. I guess we're I guess you're in the mind. I know. I, yeah, I got blowback from a guy on Twitter who was like, "Oh, by uh, utterly awful, do you mean terrific?" And I was like, "No, I meant fucking awful, dude." <laughs> God damn. <laughs> wow. Wow. The Trump. The bull is loose. Mess with the trumble, you get the horns. Oh. Um. But anyway, so next we had uh, we we next we had weekend update with uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che. 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 Uh, and and this was a little different from last week. Uh, they had the backgrounds with the maps behind them. Uh, I guess they did that as like a Zoom background or something, and uh, no other cast members on Zoom to provide laughter. Yeah, yeah. I guess they got maybe they got the word about that, or maybe they just thought, all right, maybe it works better without it. But yeah, it was just them and their jokes. It just them and their jokes, delivering their jokes to silence. So it seemed, I mean, it, it gives you like this weird subliminal feeling that like everything is bombing. Yeah, um, yeah, very much so. So, um, let's see. What, what did I write down about Weekend Update? Were there any lines that, that stuck out at you? Um, oh, yeah. Well, there was one point, you know, what it, of course, it talked about how the president said, oh, maybe if you drank, uh, you know, detergent or disinfectant, that might help. And I think at mm-hmm. one point, uh, Colin called him President Clean, like a Mr. Clean type of thing. And also, um, mm-hmm. Che had like a good line where he was saying something like, hey, do you know how sometimes like kid, like another family has to step in and take a, a kid off another family's hands? When it looks like that family mm-hmm. is going through stuff and they're not able to take care of a kid, well, could another country take custody of the U.S.? Because, like, you know, our, our president isn't isn't in the right way. Yeah, that was good. That was a really good way to phrase it. And yeah, yeah Che always seems he he's got a real gift for having interesting, insightful observations that he expresses in a funny way. And uh, I like how he also said, like, because the president said. Oh, when I, when I said people should drink bleach, I was being sarcastic. And uh, Shay said, uh, that's just what you say when you've said something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, kidding. I kid. I kid. Yeah. Um, and let's see. I, I have this line. I'm not sure which one of them said it. Uh, All the people protesting live when there's nowhere to go anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if Colin or, or Michael said that, so I don't I don't know who to credit for that one, but that was a good line. It's pretty funny, so I'm going to say Michael said it. <laughs> I don't want to make that <laughs> assumption. But, yeah. Yeah, odds are probably Michael. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Colin. We 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 kid we kid. We tolerate you, Colin. Um, <laughs> oh God! All right, all right. I like how he, uh, but Colin did have a, a nice line. He said, he, he said, why does Rudy Giuliani look like Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a picture of Mickey Rooney as this racist caricature of a Japanese man uh, in, in that movie, which has not aged well. Oh, no, it has not. <laughs> it has not. It has not. Uh, and then we had a, a segment on hooking up during quarantine from Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, I thought this was a funny monologue. He, um, he 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 threw a little shade at Colin. He said, "Like, hey, you're locked in a house with Scarlett Johansson. You're probably terrified they'll find a cure." <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, 
Yeah. Colin's experience is probably uh, somewhat different than than the rest of ours. Yeah, he's uh, he's with Black Widow. He's he's going to be all right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the <laughs> I, hopefully they're they're happy and healthy. But uh, yeah, probably I, I feel like the biggest problem in that household was probably that her movie got delayed. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. Oh, uh, yeah. but, but then Pete went on to say how you know he's quarantined in Staten Island, where washing your hands before dinner is their version of coming out. <laughs> yeah and I, he also introduced the uh he, he was talking about how the the i think it's the cdc has released guidelines of or like what sex acts are are okay and like you should you should avoid uh kissing <laughs> like you can do certain sex acts but you you have to avoid kissing so it's like pretty woman rules <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was, it was it, he got graphic with it. Like he also, there was something where he couldn't. They, they described something on that CDC website, but they couldn't say it on NBC. So he had yeah. to call it like, well, like backside smooching or something like that. Tiny smoocheroos. Tiny smoocheroos. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. That's that's a that's a term that we can all add to our vocabulary. Tiny smoocheroos. <laughs> God, it sounds like the way your dad would describe it too. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe just my dad. I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> but I, but I thought this was funny. I thought this was like probably the highlight of the weekend update segment. Yeah, yeah, I dug it. Like Pete, I've always said like Pete in sketches. Pete's like touch and go, but when it's just him talking, that's when he mm-hmm. that's when he's at his best. That's when he shines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that just comes very naturally to him because of his stand up background. So he's he's used to just talking to an audience directly to an audience. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's very much in his wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and at the end of this, uh, Colin mentioned the, um, this all in challenge thing that they have going on where, uh, I basically, I guess if you want, you could like, uh, log on to the all in challenge slash SNL news. And then if you win, you can have Che read a joke you wrote without him pre-reading it. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. And he he did a he read a joke that he hadn't read before about um, there there being a, a woman like a, a first woman making it to Mars, so that when the male astronauts arrive, the the woman will have dinner ready. <laughs> Which it's so wrong, but damn it, it's it's funny. Yeah, that pow. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that seems like an interesting promotion. I haven't checked that out yet. But are you going to submit something, Darren? Uh, I just might. I mean, I, I got nothing but time on my hand, so, like, why not? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that might be something I want to look into, too. That would be fun, and, and, hey, that would be a great promotion for the podcast, so why not? Let's, hey, now. Let's right, dude, let's do it. Okay. Um, so next we had, we're, we're going back to the sketches. We had uh, Soul Cycle at Home, which is another one of their recurring uh, bits right now with Soul Cycle. Usually... It's uh, the, uh, the instructor, uh, the instructor's switching off at a spin class. Uh, but here, because everybody's quarantined, there are no bikes, but they're like, you can still watch us work out. And so a very rapid fire thing with Cecily, uh, Bowen, Ego, Chris Red, Beck, and Heidi. I think that was everybody. Yeah. Um, Cecily played Phoenix as in the University of. <laughs> yeah. And um, Ego played Corona, who was told that she was pretty enough to act, but not model. So now she's on TikTok where she does neither. 
Yes, yes. And she's Corona with a K. So don't worry. She is perfectly safe. Uh, Chris Red played Toyota. And uh, Beck's character, Robert, said that he was under house arrest. <laughs> like, so before the Corona, he, was, he, he wasn't even getting out. And uh, Heidi said she was on Molly. Well, she is Molly, but I think she was also on Molly. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get, I always get a kick out of these sketches just because the jokes are so rapid fire. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was trying to write, like as I was trying to write one joke to mention on the podcast, like five jokes just went by me, and like it's one of those things yeah. where you, you got to go back and watch it just to catch the jokes you missed the first time around. So it's just like yeah. rapid fire. Yeah. This, this was only uh, three minutes, but they, it's a very dense three minutes. They, they pack a lot in and uh, I didn't, I didn't rewatch it uh, before the podcast today, but I think I'll, I'll probably rewatch this one just for fun. I think the soul cycle sketches are always pretty solid. And if there's something you don't like in it, they're on to something else so quickly that it doesn't matter too much. Very much. So. Like there was that one, uh, I forget it was Bo and Yang. She was talking about, uh, I, you know, I'm not even going to try to say because like I know, it was like a thing about how Bill Cosby was canceled and how dare us because we need yeah. doctors right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that, but uh, but uh, Google uh, Soul Cycle at home. That was that was one of the highlights of the episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a whole lot of jokes. Yep. Uh, so next we had uh, a Keenan solo piece, uh, O.J. Simpson address with uh, Keenan Thompson playing O.J. Simpson from what I guess was Keenan's front porch. Um, yeah. And appa- apparently O.J. actually did tweet about SNL returning this week. So this was in response to that, I think. Oh, really? I think so. I, I believe that that was like an actual thing that OJ did. I, I don't know for sure, though, because I when OJ Simpson joined Twitter, I was like, well, I'm blocking this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Good move. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, OJ Simpson. Yeah, he he crossed a line, I will say. I know <laughs> that's kind of a radical stance, but uh, <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't want to follow OJ Simpson on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, suddenly murdering people is crossing a line. Look at what a pre- yeah, I mean, you know, double homicide. That's that's one of my deal breakers. What a prude. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this was this is kind of a, a, a quick thing. It was just uh, a little over two minutes. But uh, I, I thought this was all right. I thought this was funny. I thought it was a, a good showcase for Keenan. I didn't write down any lines from it, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, me neither. Like I, I you know. I mean, it's it's OJ. You know, he'll just hit the hit the beats that you know he's, you know, a bit of a murderer and and like you know it's kind of, it's. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was that that great. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so next we had another FaceTime sketch. Um, yeah, <laughs> you see what I mean about them working from kind of a limited pool. <laughs> I, I get it now. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we had a FaceTime sketch with, uh, with Paul Rudd and, uh, that was a nice surprise. He's, he's FaceTiming with his cousin, Mandy played by Heidi Gardner. Yes. Who I didn't realize until our follower, uh, Ruby the Rube tweeted about this. This was a character that Heidi had done before. Really? When? Um, I don't have it oh. up, but she, she has done the character before. Oh, um, yeah, okay. let, me, let me let me see if I can find that 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 tweet. Okay, I mean, I I, I did I did not know that. I just I think I knew that. Yeah. Although I did know that. I think like Paul Rudd and 
Heidi Gardner, both from Missouri. So I was like, oh, it's like a little Missouri connection here happening. Oh, okay. I think like she's from Kansas City and he's from St. Louis, or I believe. That sounds right. Yeah, I will. I will say yes. Um, I can't find the tweet, but uh, yeah, Heidi, Heidi did this uh, this character of Mandy before. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's some good character work by Heidi, as always. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dug this one. It, it, it's, you know, basically kind of all on her to kind of carry most of the, the sketch. You know, although Paul Red's kind of like the straight man in it. Uh, but you know, either way, I, I got a kick out of the sketch. I, you know, it's like her being the cousin and saying some uh, pretty crazy things. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was okay. I, for me, the highlight was just seeing Paul Rudd because seeing Paul Rudd always makes me feel better. Yes. Oh, he, he warms he's warms our hearts and our souls and our minds. Yeah. And I mean, who wouldn't want to be quarantined with Paul Rudd, really? That's the dream. Uh, oh, okay. Quarantine with Paul Rudd or Scarlett Johansson. Go. That That, that is Sophie's choice right there, man. Um, I, you know, I think all things being equal, I might go with Paul Rudd because, I mean, you know, Scarlett's with Colin. You know, what's... What's going to happen there? Let's be real. I mean, I think I would probably have more fun being quarantined with Paul Rudd yeah. while maintaining our proper six foot distance. Right. But, uh, but hopefully I wouldn't get on his nerves too much. What, what about you? Same you, question. You got to go, Rudd. I mean, the man's just a big old ball of light. He's just, he's yeah. just, he's just all things to all people. Yeah. Yeah. That's the correct I agree. I, I think, I think San- Thanos didn't destroy the other half of the universe in Endgame because he realized that that would be the half of the universe that had Paul Rudd in it. And that's, that's, uh, that's just too evil. Wow. I, I didn't even think about that. Wow, you gave me some food for thought there, my friend. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm a deep, deep guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This, this quarantine is treating you well. <laughs> Uh, but let's see. Uh, next, we had a sketch called The Reveal, uh, which was basically um, th- like the end of a uh, of a murder mystery with uh, Beck as Detective Sims. And he's got all his suspects on a Zoom call. Uh, the suspects were Cecily, Bowen and Chris, and they're waiting for the last suspect, Debbie, to log on. Yeah, um, I really like this premise. I thought I thought this was cool. I thought this was really clever. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I don't know, like, I thought this was interesting, but I don't know if I was able to get on board with it. Just because, like, uh, as they're waiting for the third, the fourth suspect to get online, like, one suspect starts mm-hmm. singing a song, like, that she's working on, and then they all start singing the song, then the detective saying, oh, you know, I work in music, too, like, you know, you know, manly, uh-huh. macho, rock, and then, then he starts singing, um... I don't know. I don't. Well, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on it? Like you, uh, you should go into I, it. It was it was such an absurd premise. I kind of I kind of liked it just for that. The singing, yeah, that was a weird digression. But I, I liked the idea of them killing time while they're waiting for the last suspect to log on. And I love the line. He says, "Oh, I emailed her the warrant. She clicked attending." <laughs> <laughs> I just love the like the the concept of him emailing her a warrant and being like, "Hey, you're suspected of murder. I'm going to interview you via via Zoom." Um, so I, I I'm pretty forgiven forgiving towards the sketch because of that. Uh, th- that concept tickled me more than the execution of it. Oh, okay. I so so I, I'm I'm favorably inclined to it because of that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I thought it was okay. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I thought that was all right. 
Uh, let's see. Next, uh, we're we're getting into the home stretch here. <laughs> so many sketches. Like we said, there are a lot of sketches, man. Uh, next, we had a fake commercial that was kind of uh, parroting all the uh, the various touching commercials that we see on TV these days, where every company just wants to let us know how much they're behind us and how much they support us and how much they love us and blah, 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 and and. Uh, yeah, like, we'll get through this, America. We're with you. Yeah. We stand by you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so it just, it really just seemed like every other uh, commercial on TV. And then we had the turn at the end when we discovered that it is a commercial for Pornhub. Yes, which uh, I'm, as I understand it, that's a uh, website for, that has pornography on it or something? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It is. I had I had to look this up, but it is apparently a, some sort of hub for pornography. Oh, good heavens! So yes, yes, there there is apparently pornography on the internet. Whoa! What? I I don't know how this happened, but uh, but uh, yeah. What has happened to my America, guys? I if um I I don't. This is the first I'm hearing about this. Uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't watch any of that. I'm a, I'm a good Christian boy, if my mom's listening. And uh, I use the internet to look up uh, Bible verses and uh, places where I can donate to my local uh, churches. As you do. <laughs> 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 yeah. But uh, but I agree. This, this was a, I mean, this was a real quick thing. It was uh, just like uh, less than a minute and a half and, and, after the reveal that it's it's Pornhub, we see people like starting to go to town. We see like we see Mikey Day like swiftly closing his laptop when his son comes by, yeah. and you uh, know because Mikey's quarantined, it's I'm assuming his real life son. So. I think that yeah, I think that is his actual son. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, and uh, Streeter uh, Seidel, one of our favorites, he uh, tweeted that this was written with him and Mikey Day and directed by uh, Paul Briganti. And so you know, very nice job, very. Uh, and it, it hit on a lot of different cast members, very nicely edited, real quick, didn't overstay its welcome. I, I think for me, sketch of the show. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is this is like one this is the sketch where I was like, oh wow, they really stepped up the uh the production in the in uh on mm-hmm. the show. This cause this was definitely like you know, leaps and bounds above what they did on the last at home sketch. On the last yeah. at home show. Yeah, they they really did uh, take it up a few notches, and I'm I'm just really impressed with the the technical team. They're I don't know if they're somehow shooting it themselves remotely, or if they're just instructing the the cast members really well, or it's some combination. But it's really great. Absolutely, so, I saw the uh, SNL uh, crew working under trying circumstances. Absolutely. Uh, so let's see. Next, we had a, another recurring sketch, uh, Whiskers Are We. This was pretty much a Kate McKinnon solo thing, uh, just basically her riffing with her cats. Yeah, I mean, she's done this um, character before on uh, various other shows, and she's always it's, it's, it, was, it was always like her with another person, but now this is just her. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just trying to... Get rid of cats during this quarantine time, but it just seems like yeah. she's just using her own cat because, like, it's it's you know she's quarantined. I, I, we saw like two different cats, so I think Kate McKinnon has two cats apparently. Ah, I see. 
Okay. Yes. There was, yeah, there's there's one that's like black and white, and there was another with more uh, golden coloring, if I remember right, correctly. Oh, okay. But yeah, she said that uh, because a lot of people have adapted pets to get them through the quarantine, she says the only cats that, that she has left are the bottom of the barrel nobodies. Right. <laughs> and she's like, oh. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, oh, she said, oh, this one is an alley cat because <laughs> all she wants is her belly rubbed. Yes. And she, she then said, uh, my small business loan didn't go through. It went to Shake Shack. Um, <laughs> this this was a real loose kind of ramshackle sort of sketch. I feel like Kate just improved half of it just based on whatever her cats happened to be doing at that moment. Yeah, it's weird how you see, like, this came right after the Pornhub uh, commercial, which was like all high you know production. And then we go back to this, which is just like, you know, Kate on her iPhone, basically. Yeah, super lo-fi, super lo-fi. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see like the varying technical uh, prowess that that people seem to have. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, next, we had "What's My Name," which was a uh, Kyle Mooney uh, solo thing, pretty much, where he's he's playing every person at a party, and he he encounters one other guest, also played by. Kyle Mooney, and he he sings a song about not remembering the guy's name. Yeah, this one, this was a weird one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just basically yeah, like he's at a party with himself and other people who look just like him, or as he said, and then he can't remember one person's name, and then it kind of cuts to this music video he shot that has like eighty like eighty styles rock, and you know he's mm-hmm. on the keyboard and he just singing about how he doesn't know a person's name. And, uh, yeah, and, and the other person like put like they instead of reintroducing themselves and be like, oh, I don't know if you remember me, I'm such and so. They they make it a challenge, like, hey, you remember my name? And and now you're really on the spot because you're just like, oh. So I I related to this because I am not especially good with names. I re- I remember faces because I think very visually, but I am bad with names. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, names are names can be a, a tricky thing. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they can be, Dennis. Um, so, well, hey, what? That's not me. Did I not get that right? No, you did not. Oh, okay. Well, I tried. Come on, Jim. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this this was all right. Um, as we, it seems like we say this every time that that Cal Mooney does something on the show, but he's he's very hit and miss with me. I guess this was a little more hit than a miss. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, this would, I would say, uh, a bunt. It was like, it, <laughs> it, yeah, it, yeah it, 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 I got what he was doing. It was still so strange, especially at the very end where he gets the guy's name right on the first try, and then he sings a song yeah. about that, and then he ends up just disappearing, like literally just evaporating. Yeah, yeah he just fades away. Um, yeah, weird, weird kind of surreal touch to put at the end, a little kind of absurdist or postmodern, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say this was a home run, but he got on base. Yeah, he got there. We, we got there. Yeah. yeah. So um, next we had another solo piece from uh, Melissa Villasenor. Uh, Melissa's, Melissa Seals the Deal is what this is called on YouTube, uh, which is basically her having a date with a non-existent guy, but uh, she's just playing through all the stages of a 
of a date. Yes, very much so. Like she's talking to somebody who's literally not there and it's just them, you know, about to uh, uh, consummate mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as you do. And then uh, it goes into, yeah, it just goes into the bedroom and there's still no one there. And then she like makes out with the air, you know, yep, as one does. And, and yeah. then it, it kind of goes to the bedroom, gets all sexy. And then it cuts to like a, like stock footage of a bunch mm-hmm. of, you know, like a man parasailing and, uh, you know, drilling and what have you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there were a lot, of, again, a lot of different camera angles in this. And considering that, I mean, I'm assuming Melissa was, did this herself, or maybe she had a person helping her. I don't know if she's quarantining with somebody, but there were so many different camera angles. I started wondering like, how many takes did she have to do with this? Yeah. I I mean, because I'm assuming she just had the one camera to work with, but uh, who knows? So yeah, I, I I just started to wonder how like it was technically produced more than than the sketch itself. Yeah, it was looked like it was really well done. Not not real, not super well done, but it's, it definitely better done than like a person would have if they just had like an iPhone or something. I was like, who's mm-hmm. wow? Mm-hmm. You got you got a crew with you back there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Melissa's quarantining with a camera crew. Yeah. And more power to her she is. Yeah. She's like a crappy table. Yeah. <laughs> like a, she has a DP and everything? Good, good lord. <laughs> that Melissa Via Senor, she does not miss a trick. <laughs> I got to quarantine. I better get a DP. <laughs> I'm going to need gaffers. I need a boom, my guy. I need this. Gaffers. I need gaffers. I need craft services. <laughs> and some toilet paper, maybe, if you got it. Yeah. Uh, that would be hilarious. Oh. Uh, uh, but, but I like this. This was cute. Yeah, this is definitely a cute, quirky uh, Melissa joint. Yeah, yeah, very very much her, her wheelhouse. Um, and then, let's see, lastly, we had uh, A.D. Bryant's Childhood Journal, which... Exactly what it sounds like. She is literally going through her one of her childhood journals and talking about how she had an obsession with turtles, but she didn't know how to spell turtles. Right. And so she spelled it turtles. Yeah. Um, I I I didn't find this terribly interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, kudos for her for like you know going through her own past and kind of sharing it with the the world and just kind of riffing on it and making fun of it though. But yeah, for the most part, I was like, Oh, okay. That's uh that's interesting. Yeah. I think, I think it was, I think it was kind of a weak one to end the night on. And uh, I was also irritated because at one point, apparently she called, she, she showed a cartoon and she called um, the, the words about the character's head speech bubbles when, which I'm sorry, oh, 80, I went to comic book school. I went to the Joe Kubert school class of 97 they're called word balloons. Okay. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> you know, just so you know. I think she was just trying to relate to the layman who may not know the uh, the correct the correct you know speech or you know the proper wording of it. Word balloons is a clear term. Uh, you'd be surprised. You can get that from context. I think a lot of people would be like, "Oh, you mean balloons with words on them? Like they sell in the in the gift shop?" They float over people's heads like balloons. They have tails pointing to the mouths, like the string on a balloon. You lost me. 
Okay. Well, this will make sense if you're not as dumb as Darren. Thank you. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, boy. Oh, um, boy. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that's our show. Yeah, and, and there was also a uh, cut for time sketch that uh, Cecily Strong did, which was a message from uh, Governor Whitmer, who has been under fire from uh, the president in the last week or so. She's uh, the mayor of um, uh, Michigan, I believe. Oh, I didn't. I did not see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she posted it on her Instagram, and it's it's also on the Saturday Night Live uh, YouTube channel with the other uh, episode seventeen sketches. So that's that's worth checking out. It's just uh, it's just Cecily speaking to the camera in character as uh, Governor Whitmer. Hmm. So I'll give it a look. See. Yep. Okay. So I mean, what did you think of this episode? Overall, Darren. Uh, overall, I kind of prefer the first one a little bit more, but I, I think mm-hmm. this one had some stronger sketches, if that makes any sense. Oh. Um, why, why do you prefer the first one more? If you thought this one had stronger sketches, then uh, I mean, I think the first one had maybe maybe I like the more the DIY feel of it a little bit more. Okay. Or, um, okay. I don't know, or maybe just the fact that I didn't expect them to do this. Maybe that endeared it to me a little bit more. Then uh, the, sure. this, I mean, the second one had like the production value, like I said, was higher. Um, I think it had like a some better sketches. I I, I like the Airbnb sketch. I like the um, uh, Chris Red sketch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think it had and you know Pornhub. I think it had like some stronger hits. Oh, and Soul Cycle. I, I think it had yeah. some stronger hits, but I think overall, I, I don't know. I, yeah, maybe there was like a, there was a little bit more. I didn't jive with with this episode than the last one, you know, Miley Cyrus and the OJ and all that stuff. Yeah. uh, Well, I think, I think definitely the musical segment, the Chris Martin was, was much better than Miley Cyrus uh, last time around. But I thought overall, I, I would say this was a stronger show. Um, It was, it was a little more polished. It was a little more ambitious and I appreciated both of those. I thought they had some stronger sketches. I, I liked, uh, what's up with that? I like the grocery store ad. The, the Pornhub ad was hilarious. Uh, Soul Cycle was good. I I even enjoyed the the OJ thing. So um, I thought the last half of the show a little monotony set in just because we had to do just by necessity so many Zoom and uh, FaceTime sketches, and it got a little old. Um, and I, I was thinking about maybe what they could do to do that. And I think, I think they should have a segment where they just let the SNL band play and, and they could all play remotely from their, their various homes and they could weave that together. I mean, I've seen, I think the Metropolitan Opera did a whole thing where they, they, they had a whole orchestra playing and I've seen the cast of Hamilton. They uh, sang the opening number from Hamilton on John Krasinski's, uh, YouTube show. Right. So I, I know it would be technically possible and it would, it would add some more variety to the show. So that's something I would really like to see, like give, give, uh, 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 Lemony, uh, Pickett, um, a, a, a nice showcase. I can see that. Did you see that, um, that Jersey for Jersey that came on a few days ago? I missed that. I, I was doing something else when that came around. How, how was that? I really dug it. Cause like when you mentioned the musical, musical performances, that reminded me of that. And, uh, I mean, they, of course they had the Jersey standouts like, uh, you know, the boss and then they had, uh, Bon Jovi, bon Jovi. uh, yeah. 
you know, then it had like SZA did a set, Halsey did a set because she's from Jersey. And that, but the one that I really liked was they did a uh, dedication to uh, Adam Schlesinger. Oh, nice. And then they had all the members of Fountain of Wayne um, play, perform the song Hackensack. And, um, oh, on, nice. and on bass, they had uh, Sharon Van Etten, who's also a, a Jersey native. Oh, okay. Well, that's very cool. I'm going to have to try and find that online and, and check that out because uh, I don't know if I want to see every uh, minute of that thing. I may, I, I'd probably skip over the musical acts I'm not interested in, but uh, I, I, I definitely want to check out the tribute to Adam Schlossinger. Yeah, that's, I mean, for, for me, that was pretty much the highlight. I mean, they had like other bits here and there, like they had like comedians who from Jersey, like John Stewart, uh, right. Chelsea Handler. And then they had uh, people who live in Jersey now, like Whoopi Goldberg and Chris Rock say a few things here and there. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Colbert. But uh, for the most part, that Schlesinger thing, that was that's the one that hit home for me. It's like, oh, they sh- SNL should do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I did uh, last uh, uh, Friday the, uh, the cast of That Thing You Do. They did a, a YouTube event where they were watching the movie together and they were just doing a running commentary on that and that was a lot of fun they did that as a tribute to adam schlesinger and also to raise money for uh coronavirus relief in his name um so i really enjoyed that that was great yeah, far out um yeah but yeah i mean other uh, other than that i thought this, this show was pretty pretty good i mean it was uh definitely you know more polished than the first uh time around and uh, yeah i dug it I, I look forward to them doing it uh, a third time yeah, and it looks like uh, next week, as we said, they're doing uh, they're rerunning the Daniel Craig uh, show with the weekend as the musical guest. Uh, but after that, on May the 9th, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, come two Thursdays from now they uh, they announce that they're doing this a third time. That's right. We get another YouTube album uh, type of announcement from them saying mm-hmm. they're going to do another uh, episode at home. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I, I, I'm sort of half expecting it now, so so I won't I won't be upset if yes. if they do that and we have to uh, so we we won't have to like change our plans at the last minute like before. Absolutely. Uh, so let's see. I'm I'm looking at the uh, Twitter page to see if we got any uh, cool bits of feedback. I already read a tweet from uh, our buddy Scott Hume. Um, Let's see. He, he said that uh, after the fantastic performances of the last two SNL at home, uh, maybe future musical guests should do all do covers of classic songs. Miley was great. Um, hard disagree with you there, Scott. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a few more covers. Um, yeah, like uh, somebody doing uh, What's So Funny About Peace, Love and Understanding or something like that. It's like something inspiring for the folks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I'm always up for a uh, Elvis Costello, Nick Lowe song. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Who is it? And, and hell, get get Elvis Costello. Yeah, what's he do? Yeah. He's, he's not busy. He'll blow, he'll blow the roof off the joint, I guarantee you, man. Oh. Um, let's see, Mikey, I uh, uh, can't really read his uh, his handle because he's got uh, some underscores on there, so I have no idea how it is. But it's Mikey with two E's. Uh, he said, Sudeikis back in the red tracksuit made me about as happy as Dr. Anthony Fauci must be. He gives a thumbs up and a nice little gif of uh, of Jason Sudeikis again, dancing. Yeah, again. I mean, again, like, that's that. what's up with that sketch? Like, 
it makes me smile. It makes me so happy. Like as soon as I see Jason in the red tracksuit dancing and um, uh, Fred Armisen coming out looking at Zoot from the Electric Mayhem band, and it's it just makes me so damn happy. It, it gives me the smiles, John. Yeah, yeah, and and God knows we all need some as many smiles as we can get these days. Absolutely. Um, Nick Store said that uh, Brad Pitt's accent was pretty spot on. Uh, he also has a mock exchange between Lorne and Keenan. Uh, Lorne, so Keenan, your final season is probably done. Keenan, but I never got to do one last what's up with that. Lorne, okay, we'll do one more SNL at home. Ah, uh, uh, all right. That's that's a cute exchange. I don't. But has Keenan confirmed that this is his final season on the show? I don't believe that's been confirmed. Has yeah, it? no, it hasn't. Like, uh, I mean, as far as I know, Keenan will be on that show and until we're all dead and gone. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that in the post-apocalyptic world that we are going to be living in soon, uh, the one thing we can count on is that Keenan will still be doing Saturday Night Live in one form or another. Absolutely. Once once everybody is, you know, when the Earth is all done and the human race is over it'll just be keenan performing in front of uh, robots and uh sentient beings right right it'll be he'll, he'll just be a like a, a futurama head in a jar type of thing yeah that's that's what i get that's my impression that's what i got yeah and let's see there's there's a nice uh uh tweet from bowen yang that uh, you t- retweeted um he says not to be a sap bitch but the post-production people at uh, NBC SNL are on all non-parallel gods of creation who have worked so hard these last two shows. And like, ugh, I know that making network TV isn't the most ennobling job in the world at the moment, but everyone there made me smile last night. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a really nice uh, sentiment from Bowen Yang. And it's nice for him to, uh, to give a shout out to the, uh, the post-production people. Cause yeah, they're, they were really bringing it. Unsung heroes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is it for SNL this week. I believe next week we're going to get back to our original plan where we, we watched the Netflix movie A Fetal and Stupid Gesture, all about uh, National Lampoon's Doug Kenny. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we've talked about it on an episode before briefly, but now we're, we're really going to get into the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, next week. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. We've we both seen the movie before, we both like the movie, but it'll be nice to do a deep dive into it. Here, here. So, um, I think that is about it. Uh, so please uh, uh, give us a uh, like and a follow over on the Twitter page at SNL Nerds Show. You can also follow our individual Twitter accounts. I'm at Trumbull Comic, T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L. And then the word comic. I'm at Darren Credible on Twitter and Instagram. D-A-R-I-N Credible. Yes. And uh, you can uh, also uh, go over to non-productive.com and uh, give us a follow over there. You can subscribe and contribute to the Patreon. And uh, if you like the podcast, please uh, give us a review on the uh, the podcast app of your choice because that really does Help us out. Yeah, dude, I'm looking at our reviews now. The last time we got a review was in February, and that's that's like post uh, pandemic or pre pandemic. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, like, so yeah, like, if if you want to do that, uh, we would we would really like that. Uh, we've got uh, a decent number of followers on 
the uh, Twitter sphere right now. So, uh, yeah, please, if you're listening to this, uh, give us a review if you haven't done so already. Please do. Yeah, even just a star rating. That helps out uh, immensely. Yeah, just give us like a thumbs up emoji. We will get it. Yeah, yeah. We are, we're very emotionally needy, and we need all the validation that we can get. Here, here. We can't do stand-up now, so this is we got to get our fix somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This is this is our, our big creative outlet right now. So. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. This is it. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, please, everyone, stay safe. Uh, stay indoors, however possible. Uh, contribute to, to the, the charities and the support wherever you can. Uh, I'm, I'm making a speech now, but uh, check your <laughs> news <newsletter. laughs> And uh, But uh, we will be with you next Monday talking about a futile and stupid gesture. And until then, nerds out! This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.